What's going on, guys? Welcome here to the Survivor Analyst Podcast, and I'm your host, Josh Mims, and here we are continuing our journey through Survivor Token Chains, and we have just watched episodes 8 and 9, and we're here to recap it. Here with me to recap these episodes, The Wizard, Dustin King. Hello, and if you cross me, I will strike you down with lightning. And what Josh didn't say is that he is the dragon slayer, and we were both here to slay the dragon that is this podcast episode and make it super enjoyable for you to listen to. <laughs> exactly. I am the real dragon slayer. Coach, don't ever listen to this. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to save that for the coach slash Dr. Mike podcast. Oh, God. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> at this point, I would... I'm not Dr. Mike, but I would probably sit down and talk to Coach just so I could get more crazy stories. Yeah. And then hopefully he'd never listen back to anything else we ever did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's jump into this episode 8, which was titled The Dragon Slayer. And um so the last we left off, I think it was Sydney that was voted out. Yes. Which left Jalapal with four people. Joe was actually kind of shocked about it. Um, He thought that Taj was going home, and uh, that left him kind of nervous, like, oh, crap, maybe it's me that's going home next if we do not merge. And so he's kind of nervous. What do you think about that? In In a weird way, he ended up foreshadowing some stuff, but just not in the way that he thought. Which is unfortunate for him. Um, I I really don't feel like Joe would have been on the outs. Um, again, I think it would have come down to him and Taj, and it would have obviously would have came down to who JT and Stephen won the side with. But I feel like you know, depending on like if if Stephen still. Is the is still the one that's holding the t- idol fortage? I don't I don't remember. I don't think they ever addressed it again. At least not in the episodes that we watched today. Um, then I don't see why they wouldn't get rid of Taj over um, over Joe because I think Joe is easy to control. Yeah. So I personally, I think if it came down to it, the smarter play would be to get rid of Taj if I was. JT and Stephen. So, I think uh, I think Joe has a right to be a little nervous here because uh, I think if they really wanted to, they would have gotten out Taj. And I, I think if they if they had not merged, I think they would have gotten rid of Joe over Taj. I, yeah, I'm I'm gonna disagree. Oh well, the only reason they would have got out Joe, I think, is because of his knee. But assuming Joe's 100. percent um, you can't tell me they they wouldn't think that you know, Joe is more adept at challenges than Taj. Well, I think that I don't think it has anything to do with challenges. I think they would keep Taj because she has the idol. Or of course, again, yes, like you said, it's it's not really mentioned if 
Steven really has the idol still, or did he ever give it back to Taj? That's still up in the air. So if indeed Taj still has it, I think that, and I think also if they do get rid of Taj before the merge, it's a clue to, um, Brendan and Sierra like, oh crap, well maybe the, the whole secret exile, exile island alliance is out the door. I mean, that's possible. Right, that's possible. But I also think that um, Brendan and Steven still met. You know, uh, so maybe maybe there's still a way for that to be salvaged. You know, assuming, like in this hypothetical scenario, which I mean, at that point though, I don't know. I don't know that I think it would would really matter because, as we see. In these two episodes, JT is just a friggin' social butterfly, apparently, or something. He, I, I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe he puts off a certain kind of pheromone or something that just attracts everybody to him and be like, you know what? Even if it costs me the game, I want you to go to the final with me. That kind of, that kind of, that's something somebody actually <laughs> said in one of these two episodes, and it's friggin' wild. So I don't know that it necessarily would matter. Yeah, well, luckily for them, they don't have to. They don't have to really figure this out because they'll get a clue or get tree mail, and uh, yeah, th- this was like where it was like, oh, your head will be spinning, and that the tree mail kind of hinted like, oh, there's going to be a challenge, and if you win the challenge, you get the feast, and if not, then you you lose or you go back to camp. So it. They were kind of basically disguising the merge. And Steven, he he really figured it out. He's like, oh, I bet this is a merge. I bet they're trying to trick us out. And everybody else is like, oh, it's got to be a challenge, I think. Um, But nope, it wasn't a challenge after all. It was indeed the merge. And they merge and they all get green buffs. They're ugly. Whoever it was in that episode that said they like the buffs, they're lying. (laughs) Or that or their color bond. It has to be. And um, so they get together. They're eating. They get the feast. And Jalapal, they're down in the numbers. It's four to six. Timbira has the numbers. They had the advantage. And it would be so easy for them just to pow, pow, pow. Shoot them down like ducks. And just knock them out one by one. And uh, so Jalapal, they're, they're trying to interweave try to get some connections find some cracks in that timbira alliance and um so anyways at the merge feast they're going through what should our merge name be and steven he brings up dingus is is a uh brazilian for for something anyways like family or something and he tries to like play it off as dingus but uh, <laughs> uh coach he figures it out he's a dingus really because i think steven tried to push the merge name as dingus but try to like phrase it as something else and i thought that was pretty hilarious but coach is like oh yeah and then here comes the dingus tribe or whatever so that would have been so funny if steven could have pulled that out is there any kind of like interviews later on with him that he talks about that with I think he mentions that. Um, I was trying to think about that later on. Uh, I think he does say uh, somewhere that he's like, yeah, I tried to pass it off like, 
you know, dingus, but it wouldn't, uh, I wonder, wouldn't go for it. I wonder why he wanted to do that. Like, I, I did think he, it's, somebody bet him? Or? Well, there's been some people in the past. I think um, one of the more famous ones, um, Eric Reichenbach in Fans vs. Favorites, he's like, oh, uh, Dabu means family and whatever language it is, and then... He's like, oh yeah, Dabu don't even, it doesn't even mean anything. I just wanted, it just sounded funny and I wanted the, the merge name to be that. So I think he wanted to do something similar to that. But Dabu isn't really even that funny though. Eh, kind of is. Mm, was it, why? Why is it funny? Because it's Dabu. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> All right. So, um, anyways, nah. coach says, how about Forza? Because Forza means strength. It's easy to say, and even uh, Joe's like, yeah, it took us like forever to even properly say Jalapal. <laughs> yeah, well, he said three days. Uh, well, it, yeah, something like that. And so they were like, you know, Forza, it's simple, it's easy, let's just go with Forza for the merge trap name. Yeah, it was pretty, um, I, honestly, I was like, you know, Coach has lied or seemingly lied about several things in the show so far. Or maybe, you know, he would say he hadn't, probably. But stuff that's hard to believe, I guess. He lives with honor and integrity, and you just don't do that with Coach. He's an honorable and integrity. That's how he plays this game. Iron sharpens iron. To, to, quote, to quote Boston Rob, he's a weak man. Oh, uh, yeah. Is it weak? I'm pretty sure he says weak. You're a little man. Little man. Yeah. You're a little man, coach. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Anyways, so whenever he was like saying all that, I was like, does he actually know what this means? So I had to Google like the word strength in Portuguese just to make sure that he wasn't bluffing. And he actually, he did. He actually knew what he was talking about. Also, yeah. we learned that apparently he's also a conductor. Yeah. Which, he is a soccer coach. And a sympathy conductor. Sympathy? Symphony. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Sympathy conductor. (laughs) He's that too. (laughs) He's not very sympathetic. Uh, So, we go back. They are going to go to the Timbera camp. And JT's like, man, this place is decrepit looking. Like, look at their shelter. But luckily, they do have the tarp from the Jalapal camp that they can refix their shelter with and all the rewards and stuff that they won. Why do you think they picked their, pick that tribe or pick that location versus the other? Uh, maybe it's just the location itself. Maybe they thought like, oh, well, that's just better for filming and stuff like that. Okay. Because I would have been kind of upset if I was Jalapal and had to go to uh, theirs. Because they already had the setup. Well, maybe it's because Timbira had more numbers than them. Like, oh, well, they won more challenges. They probably, you know, earned the right to get their merge can't be there. Okay, that's that's a little more understandable. But sometimes they just make them go to a completely new place, don't they? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Um, I think in the very early seasons, it's usually... Like, oh, yeah, you're going to go to a whole new camp. You got to set it up and all that. But I think here lately, they're like, well, whichever tribe wins the most rewards or has the best setup for their camp, they usually just go there. So, 
Okay. Well, I would still argue that in this case it was Jao Pao, but whatever. <laughs> and then, um, so they get to camp and everybody's sitting there and, uh, JT, he's itching to do some fishing and nobody at Timbera has eaten any fish because no one has even been able to catch any fish. Uh, and so JT, he's out there fishing and coach comes up and it's not within 15 minutes of them fishing. Coach is like, hey, well, let's talk some game, man. You know, JT, he seems like a good guy. He's, he's, he's a good old boy. I can see it on his face. He's going to be straight up with me. And, uh, so immediately, uh, and I, I, this was really good of, uh, JT's part where he kind of sells out Brandon. He's like, you know what? I'm pretty sure Brandon has an idol. And coach asks JT, he's like, do you think, uh, Taj or Steven has an idol? He's like, well, I don't think they do. And, uh, of course he knows that they have an idol, but he doesn't sell out his own team. And he, uh, puts a target on Brendan because I think he could really tell that there's this kind of like clash between Brendan and coach, like the struggle for power, or like dominance in the tribe. And so it was pretty easy to be like, oh, you know what? Brendan, Brendan thinks he's got control of this game and I bet he has an idol. And so coach eats this up. He's like, you know what? He's right. He's the dragon. We need to chop his head off. I'm the dragon slayer. Let's team up you and Steven with uh, me and coach or with me and Tyson and we'll bring in Debbie and we'll run this game. Along, yeah, you and Steven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that. Sorry. What was the other thing that he called himself before dragon slayer? Because he had two of them. I don't know. Obviously, Dragon Slayer stuck more. Yeah. But, but he 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 said two things, and I can't remember what the other one was. Oh well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Jalapal is in the worst position you would think coming into the merge. But now they come into this situation and you got Coach and Tyson after Brendan and Sierra and you got Brendan and Sierra after each other. And so it comes in a position where they're safe and the Timbira tribe is so after each other that no one's even looking at the to get rid of the Jalapal team when it would be so easy for Timbira just to group together and knock them out one by one. Yeah, that's true. But that always seems to be the case. I don't know that I've watched a single season of Survivor yet where people are like they actually stick with their original tribe alliance and eliminate everybody else i mean i'm pretty sure it ended up that way with in heroes versus villains but like for the longest time the villains were still getting rid of um so like it's never just that straightforward people are always attempting to make big plays well i won't say always if they're playing the game right, they're always trying to make big plays. And one of those, you know, big play areas always comes down to, you know, somebody from the original tribe turning on that original tribe and giving the other tribe, you know, a little bit more life. So I think, um, I think that's, you know, it's not super surprising, um in one sense but in another sense it still is it's like you know you have this advantage why not keep it but you know just like jt said um, you know you have 
these people from, I think six people from like six different walks of life, it's very hard for, you know, all those people to coexist. So, uh, so I think he hit the nail on the head with it pretty good with that. Yeah. And, um, so one of the big things heading into this merge is this exile alliance that was formed while out in exile. Now they're all together. So, and they're together. There's four of them. They have two idols in their power. You would think that this would be a huge thing. And we've seen where Coach and Tyson have already came up to JT and Steven and, and have already kind of sealed, made a connection and been like, oh, well, let's work together. And then you have Brendan and Sierra who are trying, in, in their mind, they're playing it like low. We gotta, we can't raise suspicion with everybody else. We gotta lay low and keep this exile island alliance secret. And meanwhile, Taj is over there like, uh, what the crap's going on? Like, they're not even looking at me. They're not even giving me any signals. Like, is this Exile Alliance even still on? What's going on here? Like, she's starting to doubt, like, maybe they're not even with us. Maybe they're going to stick to Timbira Strong. Yeah, it didn't make much sense for them to play it that low. Like, I get not wanting it to make it obvious. Like, that's, that's completely understandable uh, and logical, I think. And even if you, like, had no intentions of, you know, actually com- continuing on that alliance, you don't let them know that. You don't let those potential numbers that you could use turn against you. So, like, and I think Brendan still 100% intended for, you know, using that alliance because I don't, sure, he, you know, he's taught like possibly getting rid of JT that episode to keep Jao Pao or Timber Tim <sighs> Timbera Timbera strong, um, but he he never brought up Taj or Stephen, so he I think you know, and he even said in that episode that he wanted to wait until there was like eight people left or something like that before like really full force getting that. Uh, alliance to move but um survivor is a super fast-paced game and you don't really have the luxury of being able to play things like slow you know at least not as slow as he was doing so he he really really should have uh got with them as soon as possible before you know coach could even you know get in there and make some kind of relationship yeah, I think that's where he screwed up. I think he should have got in there quick before coach, because then if he did that, I think maybe there would have been a different outcome. Uh, but coach had already beaten him to the punch, I think. Yeah, because as we see, JT isn't necessarily against or does or dis- will dislike Brendan. Like they hit it off uh, at some point. Um, so I think it could have worked. I think the only thing that possibly could have kept it from working was um, Stephen, because I don't think Stephen trusts Brendan. Um, I think you know he possibly would have went along with it just because he has the whole thing with Taj and they kind of agreed on it. But I think uh, Stephen would have ended up getting cold feet and possibly been like, I don't know about that talk to JT and then they still could have sided with and they could have possibly gotten Brendan out it's just they then wouldn't have had the numbers to be able to split the votes 
because of uh, Taj probably then siding with Brendan. And then they'd have to be real careful about not telling Taj because if Taj tells Brendan, then he's going to play his idol and then JT could possibly get... So, I don't know that I think it was a surefire thing, but it's definitely something Brendan should have been better about. Yeah, and so after that, they go into the immunity challenge. And in this challenge, it's a survivor classic where they're... Yeah, they have to climb up this totem pole and then hang on to the pole for as long as they can. It's just a simple challenge. And um, so I noticed when they were doing... And, and anybody that has watched the show and have seen this challenge, and I remember uh, Poverty in particular saying, like, oh, the key to this challenge is going barefooted because you can really dig your toes into that little notch on there to be able to better have a, a good hold on to the pole and, and give yourself some, uh, some sort of, uh, leverage against the pole. And, uh, most all of them had shoes on other than what was coaching Tyson. Yeah, I think that's right. Did Debbie have shoes on? I don't know if Debbie had she, shoes on or not. Yeah. Cause she ended up making it pretty far. Yeah. I don't remember the, so it really came down to, uh, in the end, they all started coming down one by one. And, and when Brendan fell down, you should have seen the smile on Coach's face. Boy, he was like, yes, Brendan's down. He's out. Let's go. And then uh, eventually they all start falling down. And it comes down to Tyson and Debbie. And Tyson wins. He wins the first immune, individual immunity challenge. Yeah. Um, my boy Tyson, I'm freaking loving all the trash talk that he's doing this season. It is hilarious. Um, <laughs> I can, I'm starting to see why, you know, he was a villain. Yeah. I was... Fram- framed as a villain is he is so freaking funny, dude. Oh my goodness. He's like a villain, but a lovable villain. Yeah, he's definitely charismatic. That's for sure. Um, as long as he's not like that way in real life. I'll, I'll be okay with it. Um, though, though he does, he is definitely arrogant. Um, <laughs> at, at least in this season. Uh, and Heroes versus Villains, it wasn't that bad. And it's mostly, I think, because he ended up getting voted out er- earlier than he thought. And so we didn't really get to see it. Um, and then in Winners at War, it wasn't really that bad either. Well, I feel like... I feel like his arrogance and him like, oh, I'm running. I think it was all tongue in cheek with him. Like he, like he, I don't feel like he really thinks that. I think he's just saying that because oh, it'd be funny on the camera. Yeah, well, and right, and there's a part of me that thinks that as well. But we have, you know, at the end of episode nine, uh, we got a preview for the next episode, and he's talking to somebody, and he's like, um. No, no, I don't think you're that smart to be able to come yeah, up with that. Yeah, he's talking to Sierra. Uh, I was, you know, just kind of trying to hide spoilers, but. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, he's talking to them, and he's like, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I believe you when you say, you know, you weren't the mastermind. It's because I don't think you were that smart. And I was like, that is, that is 100% bullying right there. Tyson, what are you doing? But I couldn't help but laugh, but I also felt really bad for them. So it, um, 
I'm I'm having a hard time finding the balance of being like Tyson. That's too far, but that's still freaking funny. <laughs> so I, I'm enjoying Tyson. Um, hopefully, he wins. All right. So at the end of the immunity challenge, Joe he has to stick behind because the medical team wants to take a look at his leg and. Uh, this was an injury that he got during one of the immunity challenges. Big and bulged up and pussy looking and just, and it was like hot to the touch. And so. Nah, all they need to do is pour some peroxide on it. It would have been fine. <laughs> they had some peroxide out there. They would have been good. Just cut it open and just let it drain out and then sew it back up. Exactly. I mean, come on. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I, I, I am. Like, think, seeing that happen, it made me wonder, like, what if somebody gets on the show and, like, they say say they take medication for their blood pressure or something like that, or some medication that they they need, um, and I, I would, I mean, I would hope that Survivor wouldn't discriminate against those kind of people, um, because that, that would be how it would be framed as them discriminating against those people. <laughs> Like, do you think they they give them their meds that they're supposed to take daily? Yes, yes. Oh, they they have what okay. is called a little medical box that they go to that have Tylenol. I think at some point they say they got, like, a little bit amount of sunscreen. Uh, there's condoms in there. There's uh, feminine hygiene products in there. There's... All kinds of stuff like that available for them. But what about like their their prescribed medicines? Yes, that's in there as well. Uh, okay, so rewind. <laughs> Condoms? Yes. Do we know for a fact that that has happened? I don't know for a fact, but I do know that in that I don't or can't remember exactly who said it, but I know that this box or this box has been mentioned several times by several players, and I know that. At least one or two people have mentioned that there are condoms in there. But have those condoms been used? Do we know? Maybe. Maybe? I don't know. Like, who, who, who are you thinking Maybe about? Maybe Rob and Amber. Maybe Ozzy and Amanda. I don't know. That is just really... Like, <laughs> I don't... But... <sighs> I mean, I, maybe Rob and Amber, right, when they made the final two, okay, maybe I could. But at the same time, though, like, you, you're both, like, super disgusting. Like, why would you? That can, no, I don't, never mind. All right. See, so, no, but I want to know, <laughs> but I don't want to know. I just, ah! <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> yeah, so... I'm blowing your mind right now with the, about this box. Andy. I didn't know. Like yeah. this is, this is honestly, this is a lot more, um, like mind blowing than the outcome of this particular episode. If I'm being honest. <laughs> All right. So we don't really know. They we see the the doctor McKinnon. I think her name is. She's checking him out, but they don't immediately go to a decision whether he's out or not. We know Joe is begging to stay in. He's like, you know, if you're going to take me out of this game, you better tell me that it's life or death or I'm going to get lose a leg or something like that because I do not want to leave this game. 
And, you know, I admire Joe for that. Like, he's wanting to stay in no matter how bad his legs hurting him. But um, so we don't immediately go to the decision um, whether he's in or out. But they go back to camp, and they're all coach and Tyson. They're getting their forces together to target Brendan. And Brendan and Sierra's trying to, uh, trying to get coach out. Mm, that was JT. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. They were trying to get JT out at that point. And I think Coach goes and tells JT about it. And JT's like, oh, hell no. They trying to get me out? He's like, all right, let's get rid of Brennan then. And so they start uh, gaining forces against Brendan. And and JT or Steven has to go to Taj and be like, uh, would you be willing to vote Brendan? And he's like, she's like, well, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if I can trust them right now or not because they haven't been even signaling to us or anything like that. I don't know if I can trust them. So if you think that's what's best, then I'll be willing to vote out Brendan. So it certainly seems like everything's going along for Brendan to be voted out. I think it was the, the smarter play because um, I think Brendan is dangerous. But at the same time... <laughs> You got this guy in JT that just everybody loves. Um, And, again, like there's just no red flags that seem to be coming up for him. And it it just bothers me a little bit that, you know, I'm fine with there being, like, a person that is clearly the dominant player, the one whose social game and whose, you know, uh, challenge prowess is – fairly high and but what i'm not okay with is and again right it's because they're doing such a good job but it's like nobody and just nobody seems to even have him on their radar as like "Mm, maybe maybe we should get him to go home now um I mean, right, obviously, Brendan and Sierra did at this particular point in time. But um, Coach and Tyson allowed their, you know, foolishness to get in the way of the possibilities of voting for uh, JT. So that's that's, that's what I think. Um, But JT's playing a hell of a game, so kudos to him. Yeah, and so everything's ready for... Brendan, they're going to all put their votes on Brendan, and then Brendan and his crew are going to put their votes on JT, and JT's like, uh, you know, Brendan has that idol. What if he plays it, and then his votes, then I'm screwed. Then I'm the one going home. And so he gets with Steven, and Steven's like, well, what if we split the votes? We like We put five votes on Brendan, and then we can put four votes on Sierra, and then that way if he plays his idol – then there will be enough votes on Sierra to get her out, and then you'll be safe, just in case he does play his idol. Right, and also, just to mention real fast, uh, Steven has brought in Taj at this point, because Taj is feeling super betrayed by the fact that Brendan hasn't spoken to her at all in the two days that they've been together as a tribe at that point. Yep, and so... um so they got a plan coming in. They got it. They got the votes split and, and ready to go. And then here comes Jeff Probst in the rain without well, a umbrella or a hat. 
Which he really should have had a hat because, Jeff, if you ever hear this, you don't look good with slick back hair, man. It was, uh, it looked real bad. Don't ever do it again, please. And if this (laughs) ruins my chances of ever getting on Survivor, I will own it. It'll be okay. 100% okay. Just as long as you never do it again. Thank you. Anyways, this, this has been my TED Talk. And I forgot at one point in this, in this episode, Joe and Aaron go and they reconnect. And that's really yeah. the only person Aaron has on this yeah. on this tribe, or when they meet up because they have they've been to Exile Island together. And Joe takes her to the tree mail and shows her like, oh, guess what? It's missing. Somebody Brandon obviously has the idol. So yeah, and she does nothing with that information from what we can see. <laughs> like instead of using that to kind of barter her way into friendship with Tyson or coach or somebody you know even if it's somebody on the other tribe uh she does nothing with that information so she is literally the worst player that's left right now well she's kind of going under the radar right now she she's kind of in stuck in the middle like really nobody's targeting her she's just kind of like well she's there and she's like just there almost spell it with me g o a, T. Greatest what of is all that time? spell? What? No. <laughs> Goat. Or honestly, I prefer sheep, but for whatever reason, in Survivor, it's become goat, and I, and it's because of the acronym "Greatest of All Time" that it throws me off. But yeah. Um. So Jeff Probst comes and he informs the tribe that Joe has been evacuated, and that. Uh, He's going to be sent to hospital, and he's going to get checked out and all that. So, um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and due to that, there wasn't going to be a tribal council. Yeah, and so they don't—they didn't have a tribal council. Yeah, so, um, sucks for Joe. Oh uh, yeah, and Coach was like, "Damn, this was going to be my chance to get rid of Brandon." And even Tyson was like, "Well, I guess Brandon gets a stay of execution." Three more days. <laughs> um. It kind of sucked for Joe, um, but he also got a bit of uh, grace, I think, because he also took that fake idol with him that looked terrible. Um, yeah, we never, we'll never get to know what would have happened if he stayed in the game with that thing. Mm-hmm. Because he probably would have played it at some point and <laughs> embarrassed the crap out of himself. So, Joe, just for that, you know, for that reason alone, you should probably be grateful that you had to go home. <laughs> Alright, so we go into the next episode. It's the night after, you know, or it's the it's the same night that night that Joe left and they're all sitting around the fire. It's all everybody's uh, bummed. Everybody's feeling so down and coach he comes up with an idea to lift everybody's spirits. He's gonna tell them a story about only his life. Three- People have heard up yep. to that point. Only a few people have heard this, and he's ready to open up to his tribe mates. And so he starts telling this story about him being, you know, airlifted in by military helicopters to this Amazon basin, and he he puts on his in his canoe, and he's he's canoeing down the Amazon, and he starts getting this feeling that he's being watched, 
and he starts noticing at the corner of his eyes. He's like, like, I noticed about five or six of them just watching me, and they're like four foot and a half, and they're together. They got their bows ready, and eventually they drag him out of the canoe, and they take him, and they tie his hands behind his back, and then they put him on a stake, and then they like beat him uh, almost every night with a club, and. You know, it's and it's like a horrific story that he's telling. I don't know why he even thought like, oh, you know, we're all down about Joe leaving. Let me tell you about a story about the time I got kidnapped by, you know, indigenous people and get beat, almost beat to death. And then he says, he said it was going to be the night that they were going to kill me. And then I, I got through the ropes and I snuck out the back and then I got into the canoe and I started paddling till my hands were bloody and... You know, it's just a, a crazy, just outlandish story that can, can this really be true? Um, no, <laughs> that's what I think. My, my, my opinion is, is that it's no, that it's not true. Um, with that said, it, it's, it's interesting. Like it's good TV to, you know, hear all that kind of crazy wild stuff. And it makes me wonder a little bit. First off, if if um, Coach has some kind of mental health issue that makes him delusional. But if it's not that, then if maybe he's overactively playing up his role or his character just so just for entertainment reasons, just so that he will be remembered and memorable and have a chance to possibly come back in later seasons, which he, he does, right? At least a couple times, I think. Um, so I, I'm, I'm leaning towards that. He may have a mental health issue, um, delusions of grandeur and all that. Um, but maybe it's the, maybe it's the second thing that I said and it's not, not as bad. Yeah, personally. Well, well, I I don't know, because if it's the first one, then he's not lying on purpose. But if it's the second one, then he is lying on purpose. Personally, I think he's really just exaggerating it, making it into something more than maybe what it really is, and uh, and, and really playing up this dragon slayer persona on for the TV purposes. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope it's that one. But that also means that he he likes to lie, and he may still have a mental health problem with being a pathological liar. So either way, Coach may need to get help. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so everybody's, they're sitting around, they're like, it's like dead quiet after he ends the story, and everybody's just like, what the, cr-? like, they, nobody believes it. No, It's like, yeah. it's too crazy to believe. You yeah, know, and apparently that's the PG thirteen version. Oh yeah, he was like, "Oh, I was you know dumbing yeah. it down for people here." Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Brendan was like, "How much did it cost to get for you to rent a military helicopter?" Well, actually, um, I pulled some strings. Yeah, and weird flex. <laughs> I, pulled, I pulled some strings, and like, uh, I know people. I just pull some strings. I get free military helicopter flights anytime I want. It makes no sense. Yeah, that at all. makes it even more unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or um, he was like, "Yeah, you know, National Geographic like even asked if I could come with me." And I was like, "No, no, I'm doing this for me." <laughs> I was just like, "Dude, what?" Uh, 
I, it definitely wouldn't be boring with him around, but <laughs> like, what would make it annoying is the fact that he really believes it. Yeah. Um, so after all of that, it's in the morning time, and we see JT and Aaron. They're out there fishing, and you know, I, I see a lot of times like a lot of people have a lot of respect for JT, and and a lot of time, a lot of his strategy talk evolves with him going out there and fishing with people, and so. I feel like a lot of people are just mesmerized by JT. Like he's just a good old boy and he, he's able to fish and catch fish and people are amazed that he can make fire and catch fish and all this. And I feel like that helps him earn a lot of respect from people and, and people are just like honestly just in, like so impressed and amazed by his, his outdoor skills and this and that, that it just draws like he just got that natural charisma. But, um, I, one thing I do want to say is like, all this strategy talk really happens when he's out there fishing with people and, and Aaron's talking to him and, and she's like, you know what? Um, I really don't like Joe's the only person I really had any connection out here with. And now he's gone. So, you know, you know, if you guys need any help, I might be willing to come over there with y'all Jalapal people because I don't have any connections. I've just been, and, and JT really does pull it out over. She's like, he's like, well, do you have any connections here? And she's like, no, not really. Yeah. I don't. It's like, they're just asking him to take the million dollars. I don't know if something doesn't change then he's going to win. Like, there's no way that he doesn't. Too easy. Yeah, I just... I don't feel like this... Like, the character that he is... Character. Like, that's not him as an actual person or something. Um, it does, It only works because he's the only one there that really knows how to do the kind of stuff that... He only knows... How, he's the only one there that really knows how to fish. Or... Um, if coach does know how to fish, he doesn't, he doesn't act in such an arrogant, snobbish way that coach does. So it makes, you know, people want to keep him around because he, he'd be able to feed them and he's not a jerk and yeah. he seems fairly trustworthy. Kind of. I mean, obviously he ends up blind, blindsiding. It's kind of people, funny that but, him just being a good old boy, just him being a decent, half decent person. Everybody likes him. <laughs> yeah, but in later seasons, like there are people like that as well, and it doesn't it doesn't carry on near as far because I think, um, which what season is this? Eighteen. Eighteen. So probably even by that point, but certainly by this point, people are actively training for Survivor, like learning how to fish, make fire, all these all these different kind of things, so that they could make sure that they're able to eat. So I think because of that reality, if JT still never played before is dropped into a newer season, I don't think he goes as far. Hmm. Okay. So just, just my, my guess, because also in later seasons, people are a lot more prone to want to make big moves in stupid ways. And I think, not that it will necessarily be stupid, you know, depending on how JT's doing, but they they would want to be like, oh, he's too much of a threat. We got to get rid of him now. So. Yeah, and so 
after that, we get to the reward challenge. And so in this reward challenge, they're split into three different teams. The white team, red team, and a black team. And so Jeff Probst tells them, you're playing for a white um, white water rafting trip. And coach is just, yes, yes, oh, yes, I find, I've been dying to go out on that water since we showed up. I'm ready to show off my, my kayaking, canoeing skills. and Honestly, I was kind of <laughs> hoping they were going to win after that story he told and then just proved that he actually doesn't know how to canoe or anything. <laughs> yeah, and so they're going and they're challenged and, and his team, they're the first one to get eliminated. Well, this challenge, what they have to do is they have different like little tiles placed in a line and then other teams get to try to knock out the tiles of the other team and eventually it comes down to the white team and the black team and uh, it comes down, I think it was like Brendan and Aaron, and then Brendan knocks out the white tile. And then both of those last tiles were like, one of them was half chipped. The other one, like the black tile, was broken and was just like barely hanging on. All you had to do was like breathe on it and it would have fell down. But Brendan ended up knocking the rest of the white tile out, and it's the black uh, team or the black team that gets to go on to the reward challenge yeah as much as they were focusing the black team i'm honestly surprised that they won it's I like because they were all worried because they had brendan and jt and then see uh, uh debbie so they were like oh that that tribe is that or that team stacked we need to target them yeah so i so yeah i was kind of surprised that they um that they ended up winning but <laughs> I, I wonder i was curious about that because during the challenge, whenever Steven first went up to do it, um, JT was on the black team. And so JT and Coach both went to the black spot to try and break their tiles. And so I was, I was wondering if there was going to be some kind of fallout from that with, between uh, JT and uh, Steven. But obviously, it doesn't seem like there was. But I was still, I was like, hmm. Let's see if this somehow ruins their relationship. <laughs> yeah, because he was like, don't do it, Steven. Don't do it. But um, anyways, so, and they get to pick who goes to Exile Island, and they chose poor old Steven to go to Exile Island. Yep. I wonder why they chose him. I think they chose him. I think JT wanted to choose him because that way he gets all the information from Exile just in case there was a clue to a new hidden immunity idol. Stephen will have it, and then they have the information. And Brandon, and Brandon still thinks that hey, Stephen and Taj, they're still in this exile alliance with me. So yeah, let's keep it within. And they they're not going to send Taj back as many many times as she been there. So I think that's why they chose Stephen over anybody else. I still want to see Coach go to Exile Island. Because I could just imagine the montage now of him being like, I am a survivor. Watch me do my whatever he said that it's called because you can't Google it. You have to go to a monk <laughs> monastery to learn it. Yeah. And then... Oh. It's, like, it's only passed down from uh, the monks to monk or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, how the heck did you get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, also, you have hair. Pretty sure they make you shave your hair if you're a monk. I don't... 
<laughs> this guy has been to some kind of monastery, remote monastery, where they teach this like med- meditation thing. He's been on all these crazy adventures. Like, oh, who is this guy? <laughs> exactly. I don't understand. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so they send Stephen. I kind of feel bad for Stephen because the dude doesn't know, barely knows how to make fire. Um, but they cut to Stephen afterwards there. And... You know, he has kind of his own coming of age story, if you will. He um, he's out there. He's like, you know, this is first time I've been by myself in the wilderness. Um, I barely know how to make fire. I um, you know, I was kind of afraid that I was gonna die. Like I had, you know, either make fire and eat or die. Like those are my only two options that I had, and uh, just. Right before the sun was going down, voila, I made fire. And it was like I gave birth to a child. I just wanted to stay there all night and tend to it. But I didn't, because I was sleepy. Anyways, <laughs> so it was, it was all good for Stephen. He, he managed to make fire. I don't know that he managed to eat or anything. I guess maybe they had some rice there or something for he him. He was eating something, nibbling on something. I, I seen it, and I was like, "What? What is he eating?" Because I like, I didn't see him like actually cooking anything. Yeah. But I seen like like eating that something. I don't know. Maybe maybe he kind of expected to go to Exile Island and like pack something with him to go there or something. I don't know. Possibly. I mean, at this point, with the reality of Exile Island being a thing, it would. It would it would be smart to have something tucked away in your bag just in case. So, yeah. And so, for the the black team that have won with uh, JT and Brendan and Debbie, they get to go on this white whitewater rafting trip, and they're going down and just whoosh, 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 going down these rapids and water spraying all over the place, and it's just these epic shots. And they finally come to this sand pit out in the middle of nowhere, and there's their picnic, and they're eating. And uh, Brandon, he's just in awe. He's got stars in his eyes. Oh, JT, he's a good guy. He was out there just smiling and laughing, and he was just you know taking in every moment. And he's just a great guy. And uh, and you know what? If if you know, he's the kind of guy I want to go to the end with, and 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 if, if that means he takes me out along the way, but if he wins in the end, it's somehow kind of like me winning. And I'm like, what the hell? No, you should be out there winning for yourself. Don't be like, oh, if JT wins, I win. Like that's bullcrap. You ain't getting a million dollars. JT's getting a million dollars, and it's you know, yeah, it makes make no sense. It makes absolutely no sense at all. Why even sign up for the show if you're just going to concede to being okay with somebody else winning? This is this the same same reason why, like that kind of thinking is the same kind of bullcrap thinking that Ben had going on in Winners at War. Um, it's like you know what I I concede. Um, just just vote for me, okay? It's fine, Sarah. Just vote for me. I want you to try and win. I've I came out here and did what I wanted to do. No, what you're out there to do is win and if any of your secondary things that you're hoping to achieve happen that's great um but if at any point in time though you're you think that those secondary things will overtake you winning or if you go out there and you're 
winning is only a secondary thing to you, just don't go. Like, there's no point. Like, it's just what. Yeah. I was definitely thinking about the whole Ben thing, and it was so disappointing to see him kind of just give up, especially that close to the end. Yeah. And 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 in HHH, he was fighting as hard as he could to make it to the end, all the way up to the very end. Yeah. And, you know, the C's Brennan like, oh, well, it's okay if I go. And then, you know, I, as long as somebody like that really, you know, I think deserves to win, wins, I'll be okay with it. And I'm just like. <sighs> well, like, I get the rationale of, like, if I get voted out wanting to see somebody win, but just to kind of resign yourself to be like, you know what? If they win, then I win. Like that's, that's completely different. Like it's, it's, I'm okay with wanting the best person to win. You know, if you're a jury member, which he, well, I guess we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, then, you know, that's one thing to, you know, want to vote for the best person, but, at the same time, you I don't think you even start thinking like that until after you've already been voted out. Like, if you do, then, you know, you've already proven that you're a weak player. Like, period. Uh, so, honestly, at this point, like, I thought Brendan was doing a good job. Brendan was doing a good job. Um, but now that I sit here and think about it more, I hope he never comes back if that's, you know, how he's okay with resigning himself. I don't want to see that kind of player. Yeah, and so after this rafting trip, the next day he goes up to Sierra and he's like, you know what? We had just a we we had a great time. We, you know, we're bros now. I, I don't want to see JT gone. And she's like, I don't want to either. Like, I would cry if I had to send JT home. We love JT. He's just uh, the the he's the most amazing guy in the world. I do not want to send JT home. And so let's get let's get out of Coach or Tyson. That's what we need. Let's get. We've got Taj and Steven on with us, and we'll get JT with us, and we'll send Tyson and uh, and and Coach home. And so that's uh, that's where we're at until we get to the immunity challenge. And in this challenge, they would have to be attached to um, rope a dope. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's like the rope course obstacle where they had to go through certain sections of it. And then it was it was almost like the top three people who made it through the first section of the rope, they get to advance to the finals. And yeah, then... Where it's a two, kind of a two-story-ish yeah. um, thing. It was pretty much, you know, following a rope through a jungle gym thing this is probably one of my least favorite challenges <laughs> it's just boring to watch like yeah, i think it'd be fun to attempt but it's just so boring to watch and then then this is a survivor classic too they love doing this like rope thing where you gotta flip and flop yourself over throw yourself over the beams and stuff so anyway it comes down to brendan tyson and jt and once again, Tyson pulls out the win. Uh, two times in a row, he wins uh, individual immunity. What What do you think about Tyson on his winning streak? Should he be winning this much, or should should he be nervous about putting a target on himself for winning all these challenges, or what? Uh, I don't think so right now. Um, I mean, if he keeps winning, then it's not going to be an issue. Period. But I think that 
you know, right now everybody's wanting to get rid of Brendan. Um, so he doesn't have much to worry about. And I also think that people would probably be more interested in getting rid of Coach than they would Tyson right now because having somebody like Tyson around for moral, like, functioning um, to, you know, keep you smiling in a place where you don't necessarily feel like smiling, that's that's worth a lot. So I think for that reason alone, uh, I would, I think they try and keep Tyson around for a little bit. But, right, it's also, if he does keep winning challenges, then so I'm... But if they're going to, you know, apply that kind of logic, then they also need to start applying that logic to JT and like now. So I will, I will be disappointed in all of them if they start doing that to Tyson and just kind of let JT have a free pass. Yeah. And so one thing I forgot to mention earlier is when Steven went to XL Island, coach was like, um, you got it, wizard, or you go, wizard. And, and Stephen was like, "Wait, what? What'd you say?" He was like, "Something about a wizard." And Stephen was so confused, he started walking towards <laughs> towards Jeff whenever he said it. And then Jeff was like, "No, no, you just you go back the other way." He's like, "Oh, okay." Like it, it completely threw him off. It was so funny. Yeah, and so Coach has these names. He guys. You know, JT's the warrior. He's the dragon slayer. And you got Steven, who is the, the wizard. wizard. Why in the world? What what kind of attribute of Steven do you think came, that gave Coach, like, oh, he needs to be the wizard? I'm sure Coach was just generalizing Steven's character. He's like, he probably played Dungeons and Dragons a kid. <laughs> he, he looks like the kind that would want to be a wizard. That's That's what I think that was. <laughs> all right so anyways we go back to camp after the immunity um brendan's like well tyson he's he's got immunity so we got a target coach and uh coach and his crew they're after um brendan and so it puts jt and steven in this like middle row they can either side with brendan and get out coach or they can side with um uh, J or coaching Tyson to get out Brendan. And Isn't so that what you just said? They can eat. Okay, either way, they can side with Coach and Tyson to get out rid of Brendan, or they can side with Brendan and Sierra to get out Coach. There we go. There we go. <laughs> hey, the magic of editing. Man. Hey, exactly. So, <laughs> um, anyways, what what do you think their best? Uh route to take here is um i think at this point i would get rid of brendan because if you're comparing everybody uh brendan and jt are the top dogs right now um as far as everybody well i guess brendan doesn't necessarily have everybody liking him so i would rank them jt and then brendan um and brendan just because i think he is really smart um I think if he would have just conceded to coach and be like, no, 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 coach, you can be the leader, um, then like he would have forever had coach on his side. And then, like, so I think that's the only miss. Well, okay. 
there was that. I think he, if he would have done that, then that would have been really good for him. Not that he necessarily needed to do it, but it's something that could have went far for him as far as keeping Coach on his side. And then two, he should have, you know, went to Taj and Steven a heck of a lot earlier than what he did. Um, and so I think str- strategy wise, he. Yeah, he definitely is a better strategist than TJ or JT. Sorry, <laughs> um, than JT. So I, that that would be why I would have him ranked second. So from a from a gameplay standpoint, I think it it is smarter for JT to side with Tyson and Coach to get rid of um, to get rid of uh, Brendan. So that that's who I would go with if I were them. Yeah, but. Then- there's a little twist to getting out of rid, rid of ben, Brendan because they know he has a hidden immunity idol, so they're going to have to split the votes if they do decide to go with, which ultimately they do end up deciding to go with Coach and his crew to get out rid of Brendan. And I here's where I think the key thing, and it all goes back to how quick Coach and them got to JT and them first before Brendan and them because I felt like they felt more comfortable with Coach and Tyson before you know I think Coach and Tyson just beat them to it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think you know the only two misplays that I think Brendan had in the game so far was not conceding the whole leadership role to Coach to keep him on the side and not getting to Taj and uh, Stephen fast enough. And in turn, also getting the JT fast enough. Yeah, and so it comes down to tribal council, and the, Jeff he knew what he was doing. He knew what answers were before he even before he even asked them. He comes in, he says, "All right, um, so who do you, who do you, who you thinks the who keeps the tribe laughing?" And uh, I don't, I can't remember who he who he asked it to, but um, it was was it Debbie. Yes. And she was like, oh, oh, hands down, it's Tyson. Tyson has everybody laughing. And uh, that is another key feature of Tyson is that he is that guy that everybody comes to for laughing. And you want to keep that guy around, the guy that, you know, has everybody, you know, the the tribe's um, momentum and keeps them upbeat instead of, you know, so down and out and get some fun and excitement to the group. And then... Jeff comes to him and he says, "Well, who's who's the best storyteller?" Oh, and God. he he knew he knew eventually who who. Um, and so I I think it who I can I can't remember who he asked these questions to, but they say it's Coach. Yeah, and uh, he asked Taj. He's like, "Well, what which which uh what's his best story?" And then she goes in and she tells this whole story, and Coach. <laughs> And Jeff is just like, what? Really? Is this what really happened? And Coach is just like, you know what? I don't care if anybody believes me or not. I know myself. I know my truths. And that's all that really matters. You know, I've been through several life or death situations. At least six or seven. Yeah, at least six or seven. And you know what? I don't care if anybody believes it or not. I know it's true to myself. And that's that's Mm -hmm. it. And then, right, this is where earlier I was talking about, he said he gave the PG-13 version. Because Jeff asked him, he was like, so are you maybe just 
you know, exaggerating a little bit, you know, just to make it more fun or you know, what? And so that's when he says everything that Josh was just said, but also the PG-13 thing. <laughs> and he was like, you know, I... I left out, you know, the part where they were looking at my asshole. <laughs> like, like, they were they were getting ready. They were beating me, I guess, to tenderize me so they could eat my asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy, so crazy. Um, I'm like, it was so oh my funny. god. If, oh if he really is just lying and making this up for TV, like that is the most crazy thing you could possibly say. It's like it, that, it almost makes me want to be, want to believe him because, like, who in the world would make up something like that? <laughs> also, I just want to reiterate for anybody um, who may be you know, part of my generation, uh, whenever coach was saying that they were wanting to eat his asshole, he doesn't, he didn't mean in, in, in a sexual way, <laughs> he meant they wanted to eat him, <laughs> like in a cannibalistic way. <laughs> just, just want to throw that clarifier out there real fast because, because for some reason people enjoy doing that. I don't understand, but that's a different podcast. And so, and coach, this he says this. I I done lost count. The count went out the window when he's like, "Oh, Brendan, he's the dragon, and to defeat the 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 evil side, you got to cut the head off the dragon." And I, as the dragon slayer, am gonna cut off his head. And he mentions this at least five or six times in this episode, how he's the dragon slayer, Brendan's the dragon, he's got to cut the head off the dragon to to be the victor. And, uh... <laughs> I just... Uh, I don't know how you say that stuff with a straight face if you're not just, like I said, either one, delusional, or two, making it all up. I don't... I don't know. Alright, and so, finally, is there anything else from like, the actual tribe before we go to the, like, the votes? Um, no, I don't think so. I can't think of anything. Alright, so we get to the votes, and Jeff's reading the votes, and, and Coach, he's, yes, I'm ready for to send Brendan home. Oh, no, 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 okay, there was something yeah. real fast. Um, they were talking about the people who had been to exile. And Brendan was like, yeah, I got the auto. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I forgot that. Yes. And so he goes and he asks everybody who's been to Exile Island, Taj, do you have an idol? No. JT, do you have the idol? No. Aaron, no. JT has a um, See, uh, Steven. Yeah, Steven, that's what I meant to say. Uh, Sierra, have you been to, you know, have you gotten the idol? No. And so, well, Sierra, yeah, Sierra has been. Anyways, and he goes to Brendan, have you, do you have the idol? He's like, yes, I do. And, um, so he admits to having it. Yeah, he had, like, shocked reactions to him admitting it. But do you think he thought that people actually believed him? I don't know. Because, like, in the moment, I didn't think, I I thought he was actually saying, yeah, I do have the idol. Like, he, he was just so arrogant in the moment that he was like, oh, I have the idol. I don't care if anybody knows I have it. So that's what I was thinking when I watched it, 
But now that you that you mentioned, like, oh, I think he said that as like a joke, like he was just joking. And yeah, see, the only reason like why it's shocking is because we know that he has it, and obviously there are other people in the tribe now since JT has confirmed it for coach and Tyson and uh, maybe that's Debbie. why he admitted to it. Maybe he's like, well, hell, everybody already knows. Well, why not just admit to it. I mean, maybe, but he also trusted JT at this point, so he didn't know. I, I wouldn't think that JT would came to him and was like, yeah, I snitched on you for having the idol. Um, so I think, right, at that point in time, he didn't know that everybody knew that he had it. So I think it was just a joke. I think he was doing it just because everybody's expecting you to say no, and you just say yes just for the comic relief. But since everybody already knew, it was kind of like a holy crap, he just admitted it. And so I think that's why people would think that he was he didn't mean it as a joke, but instead was being super serious about it. Yeah. So that's just what I think though. I yeah, mean, and in a confessional earlier in the episode he mentions like, Oh, I do have the idol and I if I feel any kind of, you know, suspicion, I I'm not I like I'll play it. I don't care. And so you you kind of think like, well, is he really going to play it or not? And so we get to the votes, and Coach, he's excited. Uh, uh, Tyson, he's excited. They're like, yes. Brendan, he's gone. This is awesome. And so the very first two votes that come up are Coach's, and Coach's is a little bit worried. He's like, oh, crap, I didn't think like votes were coming my way. And then Brendan's votes start coming in, three votes Brendan, two votes, coach, and then here comes three votes for Sierras. It's tied. Three votes, Sierra. Three votes, Brendan. One vote left. Brendan. Brendan, you're gone, and he gets voted out with an idol in his pocket. Yep. Also, I want to say, Jeff's snuffer in this season is garbage. <laughs> like, the last two times that he's had to put out somebody's torch, like, it's like he had to move it around a little bit or something just to get it to go out. Versus every other time, it's just like, boom, that's it. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being anal, but that's, that's what it seems like to me. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for the episodes eight and nine there. So, um, we finally made it to merge. These have easily been the most entertaining episodes of the season so far. And it's it's definitely a mixture between Coach's lunacy and um, the game actually picking up. Though, I really do wish that Joe wouldn't have had to go home just in, in, the, in the previous episode. Because then we could have had like two actual vote outs to watch. But, oh well. Life happens. Okay, so um, now we're down to the final eight. There's eight people left in the game. Who do you think is playing the game the best right now? If you had to rank like the top two or three people, who would it be? Um, JT, Steven, Tyson, in that order. Who do you think's going to go home? Next. Next. Well, the obvious vote should be Sierra, right? That's what the the whole preview kind of seems like it's pointing to, but you can never really trust those things. 
And as I said earlier in the podcast, the whole, you know, people like to make plays thing is a thing. So um, I think the logical choice is Sierra. Um, but I think it's going to end up being Tyson if he doesn't win the hidden immune or the immunity challenge. Wow. All right. Well, we'll see if that happens. Um, but Tyson's been on a roll here with two immunity route, uh, meaning, uh, two immunity wins in a row. Um, so that's it for this episode of. The Survivor Analyst well, Podcast. No, no, hold on. Because, oh. I mean, I don't really think that she's going to, but I forgot completely about um, Aaron. Uh, of course. Yeah, like, completely about her. <laughs> Listen, I got her name right this time. Um, so I could maybe see her going home, too, just because it's a non, non-really non combative kind of vote. But I'm, I'm going to stay with Tyson. All right. All right, he's sticking to Tyson. All right, so that does it for us for here on this episode of the Survivor Analyst Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Analyst Podcast and not Survivor Analyst because that's somebody else. And, um, yeah, that's it for us for here. Join us next week as we recap episodes 10 and 11 of Survivor Token Chains. Goodbye, my young wizards. Until then, we will see you next time.